everybody, and welcome to Over the Hump, the podcast that aims to provide you with a dose of motivation to finish your week off strong. I'm your host, Christopher Morgan. Most people call me Chris, and this is episode number eight, Choice, Change, and Emotional Messengers, part two. Thank you for joining us yet again. In this episode, we continue the conversation with Kay Preston, health coach and wellness consultant. Kay comes to us with over 15 years of interior design and design management experience, which she has taken to apply to her current profession. In this episode, Kay guides us through the importance of our physical environment and how that impacts our overall mental state and well-being. So without further ado, enjoy. Well, because you're so amazing, I do want to dig into... Um, something else that I truly feel will help. And obviously like we've had these discussions and, um, you know, the world of the, the world of current COVID, um, has really been a catalyst for how, for a lot of work culture or even just how people are, are working and interacting within their physical space. So I feel like more than ever, the environment around you has become paramount in terms of, you know, the productivity that you output, your your state of mind, um, and, you know, all of all of the above. And I figure since you have this this expertise in, in both of these things, I would like to dig in and around that. And I guess my first question is, um, first first of all, how important is your immediate physical environment to your personal well-being? Oh, my goodness. Yes. So this um, absolutely is going back to where I started from and and my first kind of um, exploration of well-being and tying it back to design. Um, I believe it's it's so, so important. Um, It's more important than uh, we've put um, any value to in the past, I think. I think people are finally waking up. to our physical environment, how it can affect our well-being. Um, and I mean, it, there's so many ways. So from the air we breathe inside to the water we drink, in, um, but the materials we have around us. So bigger things, but then also I think for me, it's actually how it can influence us. Mm-hmm. And so going back to so offices, as an example, well, if you have more water stations everywhere. People are more likely to get up and, and get water and drink more through the day, stay hydrated. That's, uh, you know, there's so many benefits to that. That's just one small thing, but it actually has the ability to change our behaviors. If you design a really beautiful staircase, people are more likely to walk up it. Mm-hmm. That's promoting movement, you know? So it's this idea that design is a tool and in our well being toolbox, if you will, and we can use that to really help people cultivate these healthy habits really um we can do that in offices we can do that in our own homes you know um yeah absolutely it's so so important i use this example in the home and this is a really simple one but i think it kind of hits home about the importance of how we set up our environments around us uh if if you if someone wants to make have a new habit okay they want to make smoothies in the morning yes mm-hmm. it's a popular one a lot of people kind of yeah it's a very popular one but let's say you haven't taken the time to organize your kitchen and your blender is buried so far back in one of the cupboards 
beneath loads of stuff. All the other appliances you've tried out over the years, yes? Do you think you're going to be very successful with that habit if mm. you have to dig out that blender every morning? I'm going to say no. <laughs> I don't mean to be pessimistic, but I'm going to say you're going to have a hard time. When we're trying to create a new habit, we need to make things super easy for ourselves, right? Take away some of those obstacles, right? Now, I know this is a very simple example, but it's like, okay, well, what else in your home could actually support your goals or hinder them? Mm, I think that is such a great nugget and definitely one for everybody to note because you know, starting off, and I, I, you know, I agree with you because you use the um, the example of the staircase, and you know, making that beautiful can inspire people to actually take that instead of the elevator. Um, so I believe that beauty is one element, and then there's just straight up efficiency, right? And I, I think when you're talking about well being, for those of us that are working at home, which is now probably you know eighty percent of the people that are listening, <laughs> if not more, uh, with everything that's going on, is that the first thing that you have to do is look at your space and think. Okay, so if I'm going to do this, how can I design my space, thinking design from a practicality standpoint first, to, re to make it so that there is a path of least resistance? This is why I love your example of, you know, taking your, your blender or your magic bullet or whatever have you and, and keeping it a lot closer. And it's so funny that you say that because in that example, I realized that for me to actually do that every morning, I have my blender actually just right on my counter, ready to go, right? And, you know, in terms of, you know, me being a lot more physical active, physically active, I took all of my weights and they're still neatly organized in a space, but I took them out of my closet and I put them in the main part of my bedroom. My bedroom's quite large. So there's, that's where I work out. And it's so funny, the consistency I was able to get in terms of um, starting to build those habits. You know, I think, you know, this podcast overall is, is one of, we talk about motivation the difficult part about motivation is that it ebbs and flows. It, it peaks and valleys. Um, and at some point, you are going to have some kind of crash. But one great way to continue and stay um, uh, productive is just to build an awesome habit, right? And then all of a sudden, the motivation needed becomes not as important because you know you're going to, if you can set it at the same time, same place, and you know you can access the tools that you need to execute whatever task you need to get done, you will do those. And I believe that applies to everything. And I think that's such great, uh, a great uh, knowledge nugget you gave to us there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, my space, I love doing yoga in the morning. Mm. Well, my lounge is set up so that I have space to roll out my mat. If I had to move a coffee table and chairs into every single morning, it, it's less likely to happen, right? So you mm -hmm. need to try and find ways to make things easy for yourself. So yes, that's the functional side of space. And then, you know, there's also turning your space into a sanctuary. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's where, you know, a place where you can de-stress and rejuvenate. Mm -hmm. You know, that's so important. What does that look like for you? Well, for me, I'm surrounded by plants because I just think bringing nature in, that is so important and works really well for me. I feel so much calmer having introduced so much greenery into my space um, than I did without it. Mm -hmm. it. It could look like um, 
you know, inspiring as well. That's another thing our spaces can do. And especially with this time at home where we're trying to achieve so much, our space needs to flex through the day to accommodate so many different activities. It's like, okay, well, how can I set it up so that it's functional, it's inspiring, it's rejuvenating? Like, how do I get all of those things in there and all those activities? So can appreciate that for a lot of people right now um, and some people have more space than others I know a lot of people are in smaller flats especially in large cities like London or Toronto and sorry apartments um, you know what does that look like so I think you know it's super important but for me I'm gonna throw it out there and I know this is the not as glamorous a topic but organization <laughs> needs to be and that is how our spaces can achieve all of these things is, is, is organization and you know having places to put everything and it's so important and especially now where our, our lives we're mixing our home life admin for instance mm -hmm. with our work stuff there needs to be you need to be able to find a way whatever that looks like for you separate folders different shelf whatever it is just to separate those things but organization is so key so from our, our our workplace and our and our offices through to where my workout stuff goes mm -hmm. to where my you know where my candles are if that's my thing like just that's how our our spaces can really support us is by mm -hmm. having a really good kind of organizational system in place and a place a spot for all these things basically and as i said i know organization it's not the most glamorous of you know and when people people talk design they want to talk about the materials and the finishes and the lighting which is also incredibly important by the way um but yeah i'm gonna go in with organization that's how your space is going to be able to achieve at this time everything that you need it to i think that's fantastic and and to recap those bullets because i think they're three good ones it's make sure the things that you need are easily accessible Okay. You want to make sure that the place is neat, clean, and organized, because I think that that goes hand in hand with the accessibility. And then also just thinking about how much information we're constantly bombarded with on a daily basis. It would be nice to be in a place um, that isn't adding more to the chaos that we already have to experience. Right. And I also love the idea of just, um, you know, from a, from a beauty standpoint, something as simple as adding greenery, I think is, I think that's a great tip. Right. You can get you can get plants at any cost and they're fairly accessible in most places. And it's a great way to add some life into your space. Um, but I think those are three great tips that people can use to uh, instantly make their environments better. Right. But thank you so much. This has been so awesome. But before I let you off of the hot seat, we're going to go into a lightning round, which if you've been listening to the last couple episodes, it's not really a lightning round. I might have to change the name. <laughs> so really, I'm just going to continue asking you questions and you're going to answer in any way that you see fit round. Okay. <laughs> so. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. We might need to work on a catchier title. I know. I know. Might have to shorten it just a bit. All right. Perfect. So question number one is uh, the number one thing you do in the morning to set up your day for success is. Um. Oh my goodness. There's a few actually. Um, yeah, this isn't a lightning answer. I'll tell you that. Um, I've actually been working really hard on my morning routine. It's been really important to me, especially the last few months, um, just to get a, keep a sense of routine whilst being at home. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for me, it's almost, it's an hour to myself. 
before, and that's like a non-negotiable hour for me before I dive into anything else, whatever the rest of my day um, throws at me. And that hour needs, I need to have yoga, some kind of movement, stretching, wake my body up really slowly for me. That's really important. Mm -hmm. And I have meditation. Um, and then I have journaling um, with, I finish off with, with gratitude practice. And that's kind of my, my one hour to myself that, as I said, is non-negotiable. And that's what I, that's what I kind of, how I set myself up for the day. But I think, um, you and I have spoken about this a little bit is uh, the morning always gets so much more press than the night. <laughs> and for me, it's kind of chicken and egg, like which one, but actually to set myself up for that hour in the morning, I need to switch off at night and make sure that I have, you know, put the tech away I'm giving myself an hour at night to um, really come down through meditation, through reading, whatever it, it is that evening so that I can then in turn wake up for that morning. I absolutely love that. And I think me time and however you choose to use that to reflect and then plan and set yourself up in a moment of peace is, um, is very important. All right, here's a second question. So what is one word or thing that you would say has helped you find success in your work and life? I'm going to say learning. Okay. Learning. Um, and the reason I say that is because my journey has happened quite organically, as we discussed. And really... I owe a lot to learning, to reading everything I could get my hands on, to listening to as many podcasts as I could. Um, a lot of listening, a lot of learning. Um, and that eventually kind of got me to where I am today. But I'm going to sneak in a second word, if I may. Actually. Yes, you can. This is the not yeah, so I don't know how, round. How, how, Go for it. <laughs> um, I'm also going to say couple that learning with support. Sure. And I could not have gone on this journey uh, without the support of my family, of my friends, of my community. Um, they have been instrumental in this journey. Um, I would have been a lot harder to do it all on my own. Okay, that is absolutely fantastic. A, a couple good pieces there. And I think it's um, it's so funny because, you know, I always it always felt like, and I feel, I, I feel like the, like life is very different now and our environments are a little bit different now versus how I saw things growing up. But there was definitely a point where it seemed like you were working to get to a place where you didn't have to stop, where you, where you were able to stop working at being a, a knowledgeable being. Right. And I mean, it never has to stop especially with how dynamic the world is now constantly changing. If you're not learning, I, I don't think you just stay where you are. I think it, it actually leads to regression as the world starts speeding past you. So I'm so happy that you said that. All right, here's question number three. This is a fill in the blank. So life isn't life if you're not. Passionate. Ooh. Yeah, I just, as I said, I think I mentioned earlier that I give everything hundred and lots percent, basically. Um, so part of my journey, I realized that I better be in line, aligned, completely aligned with where I'm putting my energies. So um, yeah, I'm gonna, and I just want to love it and be incredibly passionate about it. So passion. That is absolutely fantastic. And we'll jump to the last one. So one habit that you would recommend to drop immediately that would improve the lives of other people. 
<laughs> it's going to be funny that I mentioned this because we are talking on a podcast over Zoom on our laptops, but I'm going to say drop the tech. <laughs> I just put her down just for a moment <laughs> after you've listened to this podcast episode, obviously. Yes. Um, but no, seriously, like let's put down our phones just for a bit. Let's connect with the person in front of us. Let's look up at the sky. Let's, you know, it, let's just put down the tech mentioned for the nighttime routine, you know, get in the habit of turning it off. Don't have it in the bedroom. If you use mm -hmm. it as your alarm, airplane mode that, it's just turn off the notification. Just mm -hmm. put the tech down. Just give yourself some time away from it. No, I absolutely love that. Lots of, lots of good here. So Kate, thank you so much for your time. This has been very insightful for myself and I know it's going to be um, extremely beneficial for the people listening to this and for the people that are a part of this uh, community as well too. So thank you again. And I look forward to speaking to you in the future. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure to speak to you today. Enjoyed the last two episodes, we encourage you to check out the others. Head to overthehump.podbean.com and feel free to like and share your favorite episodes. If you wanted to get in touch with Kay Preston directly, feel free to do so at www.kpreston.com. That's www.kaypreston.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at Miss Kay Preston. That's at Miss K Preston. We'll speak to everybody next week.